Oh my gosh, I just realized that Dom is going to hate me because I've been saving my podcast to the wrong file structure. But it's okay, because he loves me anyway. Welcome back to the Cat Ant Show, dude. My name is Cat, and this is my fucking show. Four virtual assistants to teach you all the things that you need to fucking know. So, let's dive into it today. I am so excited to talk to you today because we've got some exciting stuff to chat about, okay? I figured that I would post a Q&A on my freaking Instagram and answer your questions live on the podcast. So, that is what we're fucking doing. So, let's dive in to the VA Q&A where I'm going to answer all of your juicy virtual assistant oriented questions. Oh yeah. Let's dive into these questions, okay? Okay, number one, question number one. I literally asked you, if you could ask me one career-oriented question, what would it be? So I'm just pulling these out of my butthole, to be honest. The best way to approach potential clients. That is the question. What is the best way to approach potential clients? Okay, here's the thing, dude. There is a best way to approach potential clients, okay? Typically with things like, oh, what type of content should I be posting the most? Or all of this stuff. Like I would say like, oh, well, it's subjective. You have to look at yourself. (laughs) How do I brand myself? What colors should I use? It's fucking subjective, dude. But this is crystal fucking clear. Okay. I'm about to tell you the best way to approach potential clients on IG. Okay. I spill all the beans and I go into super in-depth on this in the VA Academy this month. So if you're wanting to hear about all things client relations, basically lead generation, go to catandcoaching.com slash VA Academy. The link will be in my show notes and join us in the Academy this month. It's only 37 bucks and you get four training sessions with me or sometimes five, depending on the month and depending on how the weeks fall. And this month, our theme is lead generation and client relations. So you're wanting four hours of freaking me coaching you on this, dive into the VA Academy. But when it comes down to it, the best ways to approach potential clients, I have a few rules of thumbs for this, okay? Number one, don't cold DM. Oh my God. Can I tell you something? Just completely unfiltered wise, I have people DM me every single day, okay? Every single fucking day. And I've been inside of a lot of high volume DMs of influencers and things like that. And can I tell you something? Anyone that pitches themselves, I just delete them automatically. Because here's the thing. Number one, If you are sitting in the DM requests and you pitch yourself, I know that you're just going down a fucking list and identifying people and reaching out to them because you've never had a conversation before. You've never had a conversation before. Number two, when it comes down to it, if you're in the DM requests, even if you're in the normal DMs, I can see if you fucking follow me or not. And oftentimes you don't even follow me. You're just like, oh, who are some influencers or some people that have a high following or a big business in the Dallas-Fort Worth area? I'm going to look under location and I'm going to DM all of these people. And you're not even fucking following me. Number one is a not do. Do not cold DM anyone. It will get you nowhere except deleted. (laughs) Number two, when it comes to the best ways to approach clients, 
It's to develop relationships with these people, okay? You should be talking to people and approaching people that you already follow, that you already have an interest in helping. Don't fucking find someone on the street or in the freaking popular section of Instagram and be like, hmm, you know what? I'm down for this. I'm going to reach out to them. They seem like a cool person. Don't do that. Know the person and develop a relationship with them beforehand. Respond to their stories. Engage on their engagement features on their stories. Like their posts. Become a familiar face. Engage with them. They will be more likely to respond to you because you are a member of their community. Okay? So, the best way to approach potential clients, number one, don't fucking cold DM. Number two, develop a fucking relationship with people before you pitch yourself. Number three, when you pitch, use video or voice note. There are many reasons why you should use video and voice note. Number one, because people can actually hear your emotion. But number two, because then, here's the thing, here's the thing, I'll be completely real. If I get a block of text of somebody pitching themselves, I delete it or I tell them that I'm not looking to fill that position right now. But here's the fucking thing, dude. If somebody gets a voice or a video DM, that could be a great testimonial and they don't want to miss out on that. So they're going to watch it or listen to it. So send them a fucking video or a voice DM. Don't send blocks of text. It will fuck you over. (laughs) Okay. Question number two. Do you use project management software? If so, which ones? Okay. Number one, yes, I do. Number two, on a day-to-day basis, I use Asana. And then I also use Airtable. And then I also use Google Drive to like hold everything. But to manage tasks and projects, Asana and Airtable. To hold everything and to link everything together, I use Google Drive. Those are the things that I love the most, okay? If you don't know what any of them are, they're all online tools. They are all amazing. If you're looking to have a team, they are all super user-friendly with teams. This isn't an individual thing, okay? I would 10 out of 10 recommend. 10 out of 10. Asana is nice too because you have like due dates and deadlines and stuff like that. And then you can make like dependent tasks and everything like that. So that's nice too because then you can be like, oh, okay, this task stacks on top of this task, stacks on top of this task. So it's almost like a project outline, but trackable. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay. (laughs) What time do you wake up? Do you block schedule? Okay. A lot of productivity questions. I wake up (laughs) whenever is eight hours and 15 minutes from when I go to bed because I know that it takes me about 15 minutes to fall asleep. And I know that I need eight hours of sleep to function. So when it comes down to it, I typically fall asleep at like 1130 and I wake up at 730, 740, depending on the day. But I wake up at 730 to 740. I do some client work. Then I go to the gym. I come back. Then I do more client work for the entire fucking day. And then I have time to myself where I do stuff like this. Um, so that is the time I wake up. Do I block schedule? The other question. Yes, I do. But I loosely block schedule because here's the thing. I think that it is so toxic and I think that it is so terrible 
especially for people that are type A or people that have a difficulty um, setting boundaries or have a difficulty with like control. (laughs) I find it so bad if you schedule down to the minute. It is bad because then if you go a minute over time or if you go 15 minutes over time, it fucks you up. So I block schedule, but I loosely block schedule because where there is granularity, there is a shit ton of fucking stress and anxiety as well. So do you usually stop work at a certain time at night or do you keep going until you finish what you're doing? I have a certain time that I stop work and I stop checking Slack at night because if not, it's just not healthy. <laughs> it's it's really not healthy for you. Um, so I do have a time where I stop checking Slack and that is 6.30 p.m. When it comes to when I stop working at night, I stop working typically at 6.30 p.m. as well, but I'll do work for myself past then. So any client work, I stop at like 6.30 and then anything after that is my own work. So it's the podcast, it's content, it's all of that kind of stuff. Emails for you guys, that kind of stuff. So yeah, I would say that that's the answer to that one. Do you reach out to potential clients or is there a general place to post your services? So I personally don't reach out to any potential clients because I am currently fully booked for 2021. But when it comes to if you're looking and if your question is, what is the platform or what is the way that you would recommend posting to find clients, reaching out to find clients and all this stuff, what I would do let me just be blunt and clear about this. Fiverr, Upwork, all of that stuff, you're not really going to have success there, okay? Because here's the thing, and this is what I talk to all my clients about. When it comes down to it, if you want to find a VA on Fiverr or Upwork, you're going to find somebody for really, really cheap. You're going to find somebody in your budget that's going to work, but you're not going to find somebody that you'll have a great working relationship with oftentimes, because those people are oftentimes in a different country or they have such a low expectation for communication because they are at such a low hourly rate. They're just going to do their work and get done. They're not going to be a team member. They're just going to be somebody that you outsource to. So with that in mind, what I would do if I were you, if I were a virtual assistant looking for work and looking for work opportunities, is I would personally develop relationships on social media slowly figure out what people are looking for and everything like that and what people are needing help with. You can clearly tell this based on their absence of social media, based on what they're saying that they're busy with on a day-to-day basis and everything along those lines. And sometimes they'll just upfront say, hey, look, I'm looking to hire somebody for this. So I would number one, do that. Number two, I actually find a lot of job opportunities and a lot of job opportunities come to me because of the people that I've worked with. Um, So a lot of people come to me and they ask me if I can work for them. And I say no, but I do have a VA opportunity email list where I send 30 plus VAs work opportunities and I would love to put you on it. So that's what I do. And I send it out to all of my virtual assistants that have been through my programs. So whether you're in the VA Academy monthly membership program, whether you are in the content vault, whether you are in the VA vault, you get these opportunity emails. And yeah, so if you're looking for potential clients, that is one place that I would suggest investing into. Okay, one resource I would suggest investing into. That is a great resource. And then developing relationships with people and pitching yourself because you're not going to get anywhere on Fiverr or Upwork, anywhere that's worthwhile, at least, if I'm just being completely honest, because I know that you are a high level person and I know that you're wanting to develop your career in a very 
big way. And I know that you're wanting to work with big names and they're not looking on Fiverr or Upwork. Just my experience from working with them. Working a full-time job and I'm a virtual assistant. Advice on boundaries with clients when hours are odd. Okay, here's the thing. Because I've done it too. I've worked a full-time job as a virtual assistant and had other clients. Um, and I do the same now. The thing that I do is, is number one, I block out specific times in the day for my full-time job. So a specific block of time. And anything outside of that time is when I do other client work and everything like that. What I like to do when it comes to communication is a thing that I've created called check in, check up, check out, where I check in at the beginning of the day with um, my other client. Then I check up with them on the middle of the day if needed. I used to do this a lot, but I don't necessarily do it a lot anymore because I only have one client outside of my full time and they are a very chill client. They've been a client for a while and they know that I work for them in the morning and then at night. So I check in in the morning. I let them know everything that I've done and everything I would plan to do. Typically, if I had multiple clients and everything like that, I would check up with them on my lunch break and then I check out with them at the end of the day. So check in, check up, check out when it comes to clients and everything like that. Have them know and understand and be very clear. Hey, listen, these are the blocks of time that I'm working with you. Anything outside of these blocks of time, I am not available. So if you have anything that you need to communicate with me, please communicate that during these blocks of time and you'll be surprised. People's reactions are oftentimes very positive because they understand boundaries. Set expectations from the start, okay? That's, that's the thing that I would recommend. Let's answer, let's answer one more question because we've been going for a hot minute now, but might as well answer one more. Okay, one more question. How do you say no so easily? Oh, okay, this is a great one. Okay, how do I say no so easily to opportunities? How do you say no so easily to opportunities? Okay, I know that you probably are at the point if you're asking this question or looking for the answer or you're, you are planning on getting to this point at some point or another. When it comes down to it, how do you say no to opportunities? It becomes way easier the more that you do it, number one, and it becomes way easier when you know what direction you are headed because it's a lot easier to say no to things that you know aren't going to serve you and aren't going to be putting you in the direction that you're wanting to go in, if that makes sense. So when it comes down to it, the easiest way to say no, and I actually learned this from my friend Anna, who I've done some contract work with in the past. She's amazing, Anna at BrandUp, and she actually said something Thing that was like life-changing to me because at the beginning of it and everything like that she was like hey listen like this is what I'm expecting and everything like this this is how much I have budgeted for this position let me know if it aligns if not no big deal don't worry about it no big deal if it doesn't align no harm no foul and I was like wow it's really that damn easy and it becomes so much easier to say yes or no to something if you simply talk about how it might not align or how it just might not mesh well. It's not like a, no, I don't like you or no, I don't like this position or no, you know, this is impossible for me or no, this is way under what I expected. It's just like, dude, it just didn't align. No harm, no foul. Like, it's just not something I'm interested in or not something that I'm capable of doing or something I don't have the capacity for. So saying no to opportunities becomes a lot easier, number one, when you know the direction that you're wanting to go. And number two, when you have a solid, consistent way of saying no 
And for me personally, if I need to say no to something, it's just, hey, sorry, like I really don't have the capacity for this right now, but I would love to find you a virtual assistant that does because I have that tool and that capability in that network. Or if they're specifically asking for me, I just say, hey, listen, like, thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you so much for thinking of me too. Um, but this just isn't going to align right now. I'm fully booked out or this just isn't going to align right now with the direction that I'm headed in. And it just becomes so easy because then the relationship doesn't get awkward because you're not just like, no. And you don't ghost them either. It's just like, hey, listen, this just doesn't align. So that is what I would suggest on how you begin getting better at saying no to things. So yeah, if you have any questions about virtual assisting, I know that this Q&A was more around client relationships and productivity and boundaries and everything like that. But no matter what kind of question it is, feel free to drop it in my questions boxes that I do weekly on IG stories at Kat Belushi, or you can always just DM me any of your virtual assistant questions and I will answer them on this podcast. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you in the next one.